So he like messaged me afterward and I was like, sorry. And I was like, girl, it's okay. I was like, thankfully your number was really touching. If it was bad, I probably would have not been sitting here saying cute things, but. Oh girl, was- some things aren't worth the wait. Like that's the one, if I've learned anything in my line of work is that some things <laughs> are not worth the wait. <laughs> Tony. Tony Soto Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. My name is, you guessed it, Tony Soto. Joining me is Maxwell Esposito. Hello, hello. And we have Diana DeLuna. Oh, everyone's abuelita today. Yes, I'm <laughs> telling you, you are giving me like marketplace vibes right now just like look at looking like you're going out looking for some peppers <laughs> and now that i date taco bay i understand what that means so i feel really <laughs> included in this conversation oh my god we are back spring has sprung it is march really we've has. gotten through the first two months of 2021 um, and it's pretty much been what I thought, like the same as 2020, <laughs> just mm-hmm. with more little things dangling in front of you that you wish that you could do, but you know, you can't do. Um, anyway, hi, Maxwell. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm living the longest dream. <laughs> don't even know. Cause it's up and down. Um, how are you? That Rona coaster. That Rona I'm coaster. Doing fine. I'm fine. I took a week off of um, baking and just was like hanging out. I worked on some of my pole dancing and bruised my shin up pretty good. Um, so I had to take a break, settle those bruises. You didn't push your calf out? You didn't push oh, your I, calf I, forward? I, the, no, the it was key pushing is forward. pushing out the calf. No, it was pushing it forward. And I pushed it forward right into the pole multiple oh. times in a row. And it's bruised. So it it's feeling better, though. We're back. We're back on the poll. Um, I saw you tweet though today about you watching It's a Sin. And I actually wanted to bring that to the conversation last week and weed, I forgot. And what an amazing show. I mean, Diana, it's totally. my next one up. It's my, I know what it is. It's my next one up. I'm finishing this Ted Laszlo show. And then that's my next one. Okay. Well, we don't want to give away too much, but I right. mean, don't honestly, ruin it for me. I, I do want to say that, well, I mean, you know how it ends, girl. <laughs> Gays die, <laughs> you know? But, but to be fair, it it did end happier than I thought it was. Cause I well, definitely went into like episode one being like, wow, I'm, this is going to go dark. And it, it there is good stories in there. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to talk about this on the Gay Power Half Hour too, because honestly, I kind of had a moment um, and I'll be candid about it at, uh, right now is that, uh, so, the story about the AIDS epidemic uh, in the 80s and 90s is still grossly under talked about. And it's not covered by media. And, you know, there's not a lot of programming made about it because let's face it, it's a fucking bummer. You know what I mean? There's not it's a month a- for it. There's not. Uh, no, we get we get know? a day. We just get a one day. day. December first. We get well Pride December Month. 1st. I'm sure they just want us to think about it yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just throw in AIDS in the Pride Month, babe. Uh, but 
You know, I, I realized this because as an HIV positive man, I, you know, when I got diagnosed with HIV, I kind of just hit the ground running. You know, I just moved to LA. Um, I had, I was working two jobs at the time. I was still trying to get the Tony Soto show acclimated um, and, and, and running and going and smooth. Um, and uh, I, I kind of made it like a public, public topic immediately, but I realized I never really grieved being diagnosed with HIV because I mean, I think it isn't, I mean, like, not that you're losing anything, especially in this day and age, you're really not. And I think that's like, I had my grieving moment watching It's a Sin because I'm so lucky. You know what I mean? I'm so lucky that, uh, that I, I, I wasn't HIV positive in those days. Um, and Casey, my co-host on the Gay Power Half Hour brought it up because he's like, it's an HIV story that is not afraid to laugh. You know, there's some mm -hmm. humor in it as well. So it's just touching and there's not enough queer people talking about it. What did you take from it, Maxwell? Like, what um, did you think of I that? actually took a very similar experience that I felt very lucky to be gay now versus, you know, then because I was born when the, the show ends. And so to be a young gay person with the knowledge and the experiences that I was able to get in a much safer environment is like, I was very appreciative. I also love the storytelling. I felt so much like truer because as much as I love Pose and I think Pose is such an important story to share too. I mean, like ballrooms did not look like that. Like, you know, like there is a lot of like Ryan Murphy's glamorous touch on it. And that's fab. Like we need stories like that mm -hmm. to get us through. But like, this was great. I loved, I mean, I loved how much sex there was in the show because gay men thrive on sex. I mean, I think a lot of pe people in general thrive on sex, but like gay people wear that on their sleeves. Well, and it was, I think it that's was such the liberation at the moment. I mean, it is, it is a, it is a feature in the gay male uh, community that I wish would, would lessen over time. Because I mean, like, let's face it, it is what spread a fucking pandemic. And, and the thing, what it touches on is like people, the, 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 um, the journey from like hearing about it to being like, this isn't really a thing to then it becoming a thing. And I, I you know, it was it's also, just... it was really triggering to watch them talk about it, especially at the beginning where they didn't believe they did not believe that this virus was real. And yeah. I was like, it's like, wow, this feels like, I don't know, a year ago this time I was sitting on my couch hearing people say the same yeah. thing. So and, and look how and like, look how and look how quickly COVID-19 spread. Like, right. yeah, I mean, like, I mean, let's be honest. And, and the thing is, it's like if the, if COVID was killing young cis white people at the rate it was killing old people or the, at the rate that HIV killed gay people, um, it would be a whole different story. And well, and we had a vaccine in a year, whereas like adequate treatment didn't come along for decades. Well, silence well, on the can you know? didn't come for decades or for like, yeah. you know, at least half a decade. You know what I mean? So like just the silence alone, that that's the thing that, that uh, the queer community um, had against them was that they were pariahs. Uh, uh, we were a mental disorder in books mm -hmm. and um Check out It's a Sin on HBO Max. You have to, you have to. I, I bawled All every the episode. And the thing is, is like, and if you're HV positive and you ball and you're wondering why you're bawling so hard, you're probably crying for yourself and let yourself do that too. Like just mm -hmm. lean into it. Cause it was fucking great. Um, I know we've shaded HBO Max being the least streamed uh, whatever on this, but 
all the queer content on HBO Max is so good from we are here with Bob the drag queen to La Veneno which I also cried plastered to my couch so great such important also stories. may I destroy you is is an important show too so that just good. like killed me killed yeah me. So I mean uh, every time I think about getting rid of it I realize like it's not that expensive and there's always something new that pops up that I'm like oh, okay I'm keeping it another month Oh yeah, yeah we well, love John Oliver and Bill Maurer on there too. They're so great. I get the news and in, in a new well, way. Bill's now. a little. Bill's. I have a love hate with a Bill. Little, he's he's falling yeah. into that Dennis Miller category. Yeah, <laughs> where, where you're like, shut the fuck up more often. But but he but has guests on both sides. Mm-hmm, he's an mm-hmm. equal opportunity interviewer, uh, interviewer and uh, panel. Like he'll have people on his panel that are completely off the rockers. Um, so yeah, but he also is off his rocker. Um, yes. Diana, Tia, Tia Diana. Yeah. Yes. Como estas? Ah, bien, bien. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, oh my gosh. If you live in Southern California and you need something socially distanced to get that vitamin D, I went to the Huntington Library for the first time since I was a little girl. And that place is amazing. There's like so many gardens. We walked five miles of outdoor gardens, nobody around us. Like, I'm just looking for ways to get that vitamin D. I need to get outside. Like, it was gorgeous. It's $25 a person. Like, go do it. I really, really recommend that. I mean, I was watching Dr. uh, Ashton today and, you know, she was stressing the importance of like getting outside, you know, getting outside and And I left it because my nose was covered. So I didn't get any sun on those wrinkly parts. I just got a little bit of sun on my forehead. It was great. Yeah, but you know, I'm not like, that's an unattractive tan line. You know what I mean? I don't want to see a brown forehead and a white face down below. It's scary to me. I don't. Oh, uh, uh, I mean, I've already had to go to the dermatologist to take like to check out my nose and have things removed like not cancerous things but just like that sun spotty shit I can't deal with I can't deal with yeah vitamin d is so important though I seriously go on a run every day just to be out in the sun and get out of my house and not listen to taco bay yell it's like important for all of everything your brain your heart your legs yeah, these I mean, are like my you... new goals. It's like, even when I don't do outings like that, I want to get out and just like walk for a mile every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm really- Don't your guys' legs ache from sitting yes. all day? Like I oh, used to walk God. 10 miles a day when I was working in retail and customer service. And now I walk like whatever I do around my neighborhood. So I have been question. putting my feet up because I'm afraid of getting blood clots. Can you <laughs> acquire a uh, restless leg? I think I'm, I'm acquiring sure. restless leg. Cause like the thing is, is like, you know, yeah, you're, you're chilling. You're like uh, hanging out, like lying down, whatever. But when I go to sleep, for some reason, my legs just want to be like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, is this a future thing? Because I remember there's a pill for it. I remember hearing a commercial well, about a pill. A for a pill. Everything. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's gonna give you burning diarrhea. It's gonna fucking probably give you cancer. Like none of it. This is a thing. I think about this regularly. She is getting to be a certain kind of age where she's gonna be going to the doctor and doctors be like, "You're gonna need pills for that." But I'm gonna be like, 
it, it's going to give me burning diarrhea. I think I would just prefer the All Star. You know, right, right. <laughs> it's like those. It's like those commercials with the pills, and it's like this may cause blah 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 exactly. and possibly right. death. And yeah. you're like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe sweaty hands isn't that bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, why don't you start with the bad stuff and end with the headache? Because honestly, I always forget headache is the first one, but I always remember that like you know explosive diarrhea is the last one because how dare you like and on a light note oh and maybe some sweaty palms you know who knows Mm -hmm. um so y'all i talked about it on this show uh and i told you how i was in a little acting class you know like a little oh yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah, where i'm where i'm uh, doing some on cam auditioning acting and whatnot i'd like to just let you know where your girl is here all right so I was told that I could play the straight guy, but what we're saying is the lead. Your girl could be a lead is what my yeah. teacher had told me. So I had had this scene. I came in with a with a, an interpretation and then he was like, okay, do it again this way and then do it again this way. And he said, all three ways I've done it would have gotten me cast. I believe wow. that. I, I really don't disagree with that all, at all. I think if you, you know, dropped the Botox for a couple of months, they would put you there right There is no <laughs> chemicals in my fucking head right now, okay? Oh. There's zero. This is literally, that's why I have well, a Well, then the nose. lack of vitamin D is doing you well, boo-boo. <laughs> Your skin is glowing. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, you know, I did just do drag yesterday, so she gives a good, like... The, the face following drag always gets the most love. But I have noticed that, like, I get, you got to keep your neck uh, moisturized, ladies and gentlemen, because it looked like it was starting to crepe. I'm raising my hand for that. I just have, I've been doing oils. And on lather. my decloge or however you say that. Just I've lather it. Don't even fuck too. around. Just put it all up in your business. Because I'll tell you. This is what you realize. And then we're going to go to break because we have a fabulous guest. And we you need, need to, to be listening to, to us closely, Maxwell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Maxwell. Oh, this will happen to you. Listen to us, Maxwell. And here's the thing. Here's what, here's what you have to realize. Your brain doesn't age at all. I'll tell you, I feel like the brain that is in my noggin is the same brain that happened, you know, since it formed at 25. But this body is like... Excuse me, girl. <laughs> I am. Yet I actually feel like my brain is better. I wish I would have gone to college at 36 as opposed to 18. I feel like I would have done much better. I don't know. I feel like I, yeah. I feel like I have some blank moments. I feel like I'm forgetting things. That's why I'm not joking anymore about Prevage. <laughs> I mean, that's such a good point, Diana. Like, why did I think going to like school that's even harder than high school during a time when I could legally drink was a good idea? <laughs> what a waste, right? Like, yeah, literally, I had a class on Saturday morning, uh, the year I turned 21. Yeah, and how many I times did, did you make it? <laughs> I failed. I yeah. actually failed. I did fail that class. I remember going into yeah. like my second day of, of college math, which I saved for senior year last semester. And I was like, nope, I guess they're just giving me the outside of my diploma. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. Well, listen, guys, as a leading man, I'm going to have to take the reins here and say we're going to go to break. But before we do, our guest coming up is my second favorite Soto. Uh, an amazing performer, drag artist. We have Tito Soto when we come back. We'll be right back. 
Hey, everybody. Do you want more Tony Soto? I completely understand. If you want more of me, tune into the Gay Power Half Hour, available on iTunes, hosted by me, Tony Soto, and my good Judy, Casey Lai. It's 30 minutes of funny faggotry you won't want to miss. Check us out on iTunes, the Gay Power Half Hour. All right, we are back with the show. Now, guys, our guest is a return visitor, someone who I honestly, my second favorite Soto. I'm saying it. I'm saying it right here. I'm, of course, (laughs) my favorite. And then my second, uh, uh, my second Puerto Rican favorite is our guest (laughs) from the sunny island of San Juan, Puerto Rico, back again to the show. New contestant on the Drag Queen of the Year competition that Alaska Thunderfuck puts on. Let's give it up for Tito Soto. Hi, Tito. Hello. How are you? Oh Yay, welcome back. It's so good welcome. to see you and your shiny bald head. I know. She's uh, she's very shaved these days all, all the time because so much drag, you know? Now, Tito, <laughs> you are officially up in the Bay Area now, right? You don't live in no. Los Angeles anymore. I don't. I don't. I officially left my Los Angeles apartment in November. Um, I was hoping to kind of like not have to do it in the middle of a pandemic and like do a proper goodbye because I had been kind of um I had been back and forth between SF and LA for like a couple of years now um just doing gigs in both cities and I was sort of like reaching a point where like okay I think I'm gonna stay in the bay for good but I didn't want it to be like in the middle of a pandemic where I couldn't say bye to people <laughs> and then and shit, because, but because you had started making a name for yourself as a producer and performer and SF right up to where COVID started, correct? Yeah, yeah. What yeah, was yeah. that like? Because I mean, you were doing pretty well down here in LA, and then you fucking up and went somewhere else. I mean, I, I spent like a good five years in LA, and I think um, when I started coming up to San Francisco, I felt. a a different sense of community here that I that I thought was really beautiful um and I also met my partner up here and I also like met the stud which is a legendary bar up here that like has welcomed me with open arms and I was able to throw my first kind of like big night which is princess um, and now we've turned that into a digital show, which is Princess TV on Twitch. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Like being in San Francisco has opened up a lot of things for me as well. But I still love downtown LA. And I, if it weren't for the pandemic, I would have still been doing the back and forth because I just love both so much. Uh, LA yeah. sucks terribly now, though. I oh, also found my love in San Francisco. It is a very romantic city. It is. It is. It's stunning here. Oh, is that is that where you met Mason? Yeah, we met in San Francisco. We were both working up there. Yeah. It's easy to fall in love walking around that city. For sure. Totally. I definitely found a couple things when I was in San Francisco. Love wasn't it, but (laughs) (laughs) I mean it felt like love for uh, the night. 
but whatever. <laughs> romance god. is romance. Oh my yeah. god. I'm yeah, a simple he held, bitch. He held the door for her. You know, that's chivalry. Um, <laughs> she pressed the button up the elevator for me. I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of pandemics, you know, uh, shortly after uh, it happened, you immediately did pick up the Twitch vibe and you did start Princess TV on Twitch. Yeah. Um, what has the digital drag era been like for you? Um, Obviously, there's like the bad things, which is like not being able to see people and like get and like get that like crowd feeling that you want to get as a performer. Um, but I feel like my drag was already leaning towards the digital side, just like on stage. So the way that it translated onto like digital drag, I think has been pretty good like less set up right like less set up you don't have to go into the fucking venue and yeah it's it's great to have like more control over everything that you want to put out like putting up put, putting on these digital drag videos like the first couple months i was like making like digital drag like like four or five videos a month like it was like really really intense but i felt like very like in my zone about it and then, and then you reach a point of like burnout and then you can't, then I, then I like froze for a couple months where I like couldn't do more. Uh, um, it's exhausting. You, it's exhausting. I just did, I, I, I did a um, digital drag shoot yesterday and I'm alone. So I, I had help coming, but it fell through. So I ended up doing it myself. The idea that was in my head when I had help was great. What they're going to get, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you'll get the song and you'll get me lip syncing to it, but <laughs> the bells and whistles, who fucking knows? Yeah. Uh, so fucking are you, yeah, yeah, you produce other sh- parties and shows on your channel too, right? Yeah. Um, the the Princess Forever channel like hosts like shows by Pinche, shows by Rubella Spreads, Cornbread, Tito Bonito. Um, we had a, the New York show, which was Brooklyn um, Legends with Horchata and Mary Cherry. Um, now there's a RuPaul's Drag Race viewing party every Friday with Mojo Carter and Diana. There's oh, wow. Clickbait. They're still doing viewing parties online? I love. Yeah, but it's like totally illegal. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, you're cutting some corners there for sure. Um, yeah. but, I'm no but- lawyer, whatever. Sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, listen, yeah. uh, if it's not underground and punk, is it really queer? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> can, can we make Drag Race cool and queer again, please? That's just what I want. Like, please. Um, oh, my God. So, um, I mean, I have to say, I, I, I look so fondly on you as a performer and as a person because you were one of the very first iconic performers of Learn the Words, bitch. Um my third performance there, my ever was the one where Shay Coulee was judging. Shay Coulee um, and Rachel Sanders. Yeah, they were yeah. judging. And we were still in the front part of the bar because we were still a brand new fresh fucking show. Now, <laughs> when you when you were that budding little queer with so much energy and all that Disney magic behind you and your rhinestone. When you started then, did you did you see what you were doing as drag at that time? Or do you feel like you 
um, you, you became a drag artist uh, uh, at some point. So sort of both, I guess. I, like, I, I feel like I've definitely had, had to um, kind of pave the road for myself throughout this process, kind of like create my own lane and then constantly reminding myself to not compare myself to other drag artists because I know that what I'm doing is very much my own. Um, I'm not the only male drag entertainer in the country, but I was definitely the only one in LA. <laughs> um, so it, it was, it, I didn't really see when I, when you look around, you couldn't see a lot of people that did what I wanted to do. Cause I yeah. never really had interest in transforming into a female. Um, well, and see that, well, artist. see that this, what lies in, you know, we, we've had this debate forever. It's like, uh, when we talk about, uh, you know, uh, women who do drag women who do female presenting drag and like right. whether or not they're and it's like it's like well then of course why couldn't a male presenting person present uh male king fabulousness you mm-hmm. know what i mean like that 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 seems like it would go completely hand in hand what kind but like but because you use visual shit because everything and you and you're, you self-produce everything correct yes um do you do you feel like each thing has to are you trying to top yourself constantly because that could that's, be a lot of pressure for a performer to do that, that that's the big that's a big that's my biggest challenge <laughs> um even like going into this pageant that i'm going into now it's like okay how do i top that other thing that i did how do i make it like even bigger grander Listen, when you come um, out as pink bloody jesus carrying a fucking cross <laughs> out on stage tito like, I mean, honestly, could you start a little slower then if you don't want to go <laughs> Let's talk about this new competition. Uh, it's uh, the second annual Drag Queen of the Year competition that Alaska Thunderfuck uh, produces and hosts. You are on the second cast. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, That's so fun. What, what does it feel like to be in this competition to you? Um, I'm honored as fuck. <laughs> I'm like... Like when you see people like, I mean, at this point, I've like gotten to know all the competitors in there and they're all really, really fucking amazing. But when I originally saw the cast and I saw Lucy, Tenderoni, Cheeky, Dita, um, Jake Dupree, like they're all like people that I have been following for such a long time, worshiping and admiring and have so much respect for that like, I was just like, I'm, I'm in a cool club here. You know, like this is a good, a good, um, a good uh, cast of people that I want to be competing with and, you know, and all awfully nice too. You know, when it comes to like competitions, we're, we're seeing, finally, we're seeing some, some growth in competitions where, you know, it's pretty restrictive when it comes to RuPaul's Drag Race on who they cast. Uh, you know, then we have the Boohoo's who do Dragula, who you also mm-hmm. played a big part with Dragula as well as a producer yes. in the early years. Um, yep. They open up their casting to include, include a broader range with drag kings and and uh, non-binary performers, and I believe also trans performers in the last season. Yes. And now we have this new competition, the Drag Queen of the Year competition, um, where it is completely <laughs> just... Mm-hmm. Class. I have. I guess I'll hit record now. 
It sounds like Tony was saying, and then they have this competition, which is also really inclusive. And I mean, we love to see that. What, um, I mean, can you tell us a bit about what you have in store for us? I mean, it seems like there's been a lot to do for that show. I've seen other people that are competing that I follow post about how exhausting this process has been. So um, can you tell us about it? Yes, 100. Yeah, it's been um, a journey that's been like a year long by now. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Because we got cast around this time a year ago. Um, and it was going to happen in May. And then COVID <coughs> happened. Wow. Wow. That was fast. Wow. What happened? I don't know. You're back. I know I'm so nervous though. That's so weird and I'm nervous because that well I'm recording never... it. Okay, and good. We picked, thank you. We picked up at your question. We were talking about what a fabulous inclusive pageant Alaska's pageant for the year of pageantry pageanting is doing. And Tito <laughs> was just telling me about how much work it was. So a year-long yeah. process. Yeah, so, yeah. It's been a year-long process. Um, we got cast a year ago around this time. Um, and it was going to happen in May and then COVID hit and we were uncertain as to what the fuck was happening. And then it got postponed to September, literally the night of my birthday. (laughs) Um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to get ready for that. So like, for example, like the shoes that I, that I'm wearing, I was working on them like last year, like around summertime working towards this this thing and then it got postponed again and then I reached a point of like exhaustion like mental exhaustion over think having this in the back of my head and like saving like I I'm like extremely busy with like just like the digital drag shows lately and it was very much like how do I block time off for myself for like this pageant that's like a big opportunity for me and it was just like this like mental play up until the moment where, where they like announced that they were postponing it to some uncertain time. And then at the <laughs> oh, like a TBD, you know, it's mm. like, we'll see when it'll happen. Right. And I'm here like, I can't, I don't know how to work with that. I'm a Virgo. Wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you have to put all of these ideas on the back burner. <laughs> like, um, I mean, I mean, you would think that you would just go into like mass production though, right? Like just like full steam ahead or is that, is that kind of your approach or, or, or how did you deal with that? Because that's well, pressure. It, it's hard because it was hard to strike a balance of like, at, at what point am I just um, over, is that the right word? Over preparing? It's more like, like it's, you know, the, I don't know when this thing is happening. I, you know, it's a pandemic. I don't have money. And I have to survive. I can't just like, okay, I'm going to just fucking take all of my money that I have right now, putting into this pageant and not know when that is. And then not know if I'm going to have like money to live. Right. Yeah. So it's, it it was really hard for me to strike that balance, like mentally. Um, And then I started focusing. I, 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 once that, once the pageant got postponed again, I was like, fuck this. I'm not thinking about it for a minute. I'm done. I, whenever it happens, I'll, I'll figure it out. And I started doing things like 
drag drive-in show for Halloween up here, which was a huge, huge hit. And it was kind of like a good moment to focus on something big that wasn't the pageant. Um, right. Oh, yeah. But then he went to that. He said it was so great. Yeah. He, he was a huge help with it. Um, I love him so much. Um, he's probably going to be listening to this, actually. Um, who who is that? Oh, Stevie yeah, you just, judged, you just judged Learn the Words, bitch, this week. Yeah. So, um, well, listen, tell us how we can tune in and check out this competition. Totally. Um, so there's tickets that are being sold. It's an online event. Um, it's not like Twitch or anything like that where you can just show up. You have to get tickets. Um, the link is in my Instagram bio. Um, and if you just go on Alaska's page, you'll see it right there. Um, the streaming platform is Sessions Live, and it's going to be happening this Sunday, midday, I believe, because it's, they're, they're running on East. She's East early, East yeah. She's <laughs> early. It's, like, it's like two in the afternoon, I think. Yeah, something like but that. That's yeah. nice. So, that's nice so for wake up, faggots. Yeah. You got to wake up. Uh, I have to day. get in drag early. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, you know, we... We will be watching. Cannot wait to see. Uh, I, I love, I have so many uh, people who I care about invested in this pro- uh, right now that it's like, I'm team everybody. We'll just see how it all plays out. Uh, listen, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we have our listener questions of the week. We'll be right back. Tony Soto Show. All right, we are back with the show. And listeners, we love your questions, concerns, and comments, critiques so much. And it's so easy to send them to us. All you have to do is go to the TonySotoShow.com and it says, leave a message for Tony Soto. Simple English. Um, so go ahead and uh, if you send a question, it might be right on the show, if it's remotely entertaining. Who's gonna kick us off this week? I am going to start with a listener named Ed. Ed says, we stand a queen that doesn't just hand out apologies. Tony, thank you for living your truth all the time. I don't think that you should say you're sorry for a joke. I do think that comedy is evolving and punching up should be the goals as times keep changing. Comedians worth their salt will survive. I have no question that Tony will be one of those comedians. But also, Tony is amazing because there are still people in the world like myself that likes jokes that sting a little. Keep up the good work. (laughs) Ed, that is not a question. <laughs> there was not yeah. a single question mark in that statement. No, but that sounded I, I don't like even a understand beautiful grammar. critique. It sounded like a beautiful critique. You know what I mean? And we allow our listeners to say whatever they want to do. Well, this is a question, Tito. You know, you're you're about to uh, possibly win uh, ten thousand dollars on a competition where your platform will ultimately expand. Are you nervous about getting canceled? Are you are you controversial? Um, I guess not. <laughs> I mean, the, the good. I, I guess can, getting good canceled by Christians that are offended by um, blas, blasphemic, but is that the right blasphemic? Bla, blasphemic. Blasphemic. Yeah, you, yeah, you and you blasphemic as fuck. I love that. I love blasphemy and and drag a lot. That's like my my kink. So. If the I, Christians I, have not been successful in canceling anyone. So I think you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Diana, you see some people like jokes that stink. 
And I'm just a little, and I'm just a little funny guy, a little stinger. I, I agree. I, I also have jokes that sting, but I, but I think that the main part in that is punching up should be the goal. Absolutely. And if you heard Maxwell, I'm evolving. I could evolve. So I mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> dial up internet evolved and it took a while and then it stopped. It got, <laughs> we got rid of it. So like, I mean, <laughs> you can either go to DSL or we could like keep you in the AOL boxes at Goodwill, you know, like, I don't know. Either way, Tony's still going to get kicked off of Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah either way, I'm going to freeze. Just... <laughs> I mean, I'm always proud of you. I always like when you say things that like, you know, Gen Z would say, but it's like when that like, you know, that borderline boomer in you jumps out a little bit. I like, I just get a little nervous. I need to pull on this, I need to pull on this wonky pen. I need to pull on this wonky pen and be like, oh, Tony's talking again. Tony and I, I, Maxwell and I get a little nervous at the Thanksgiving table. Listen, like Dr. Seuss's books, I don't think they should be taken out of, I mean, yes, I don't think they should be like in libraries. These, I don't know if you heard about this, but six Dr. Seuss books are no longer being uh, in circulation to read. And I get it because they're racially insensitive, but I still think they have a place in a museum or something. Can I have a put my place in a museum, please? <laughs> I mean, I'm, there, I'm sure I'll there's gladly like- gladly shut up if you give me my place in the museum and that means I, I mean, can retire. I'm sure there are archives for racism. And if those books want to go there, I mean, yeah, you're so right, Tony. We could definitely have a racist museum. Excuse like a- me, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, recovering racist. All right. Oh, recovering. I didn't say, I, so, I, mean, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about those books. Before you just start throwing out the R word, uh, you better put the other R I was word talking- in front of it. Next question, please. Oh, it's Ooh. me. Z writes, when do you find... When do we find out what the next show you are covering on your Patreon is going to be? Also, can I suggest that you do them live, maybe in the evening? Watching you all react to each other is fun. Well, <laughs> have okay. we decided what the show is going to be? I know, you know when we do, do we find out? Is Patreon <laughs> good? Uh, well, let's talk about that. Like, is that is that good? Is that actual good? Because I hear a lot about Patreon, but I'm like, do people really make money there? Because so here's the thing, like we in, we have, I have been thinking, like we've had the Patreon for a long time. Um, uh, and, but like recently in the last couple of months, I've been like putting forth like this effort to actually produce content for it. I, I, the deal is $5 a month is what I charge people to come watch. And if you can get that push, there is a way that you can make pretty good money, I think. At this point, I'm definitely putting out more work than <laughs> currency is coming in. So it's not. We're just yet trying worth to get it. me a Yeti. Yeah, <laughs> we're just trying to get Diana a Yeti. Yeah, that's all we want to do is get her goddamn Yeti, and uh, you know, baby steps, I guess. Um, uh, but the thing is, it's like <laughs> what 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 makes it worth it is that I've had a lot of fun making the content with Maxwell and Diana. So like that, like, I, I, you know, I feel like we're a cute cohesive team as a result that we're also working together and producing content outside of this show. Mm-hmm. So it helps. 
but I recommend it. I mean, it's, it's, you keep, you have a, you can have a personal contact with your supporters. You can email them, you can talk to them, thank them, blah, 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 blah. Um, what are we doing next? I, I thought we were doing uh, I show. I was interested in Survivor, revisiting season oh. one of Survivor, but it would be I've really great. I've never seen it. So I've Diana never watched suggests- it. Oh, and there's gay icons on it. Richard Hack is a gay icon. So we, I mean, it would is be that LGBT. Is activating gay? Oh, I don't know what he's done now, but he was iconic at the time. Was he was the he one the who naked was naked one? all the time? Yeah, because he didn't want the cameraman to follow him. So he oh, just stayed naked so people would leave him alone. Oh, wow. Interesting. Do you well, watch Survivor, I, Tito? Would you, would you want to want? <coughs> I've never watched. I've never seen it. No, Sounds I, fun. My best friend Luke has watched every single season religiously and is definitely into it. I'm not opposed to a survivor moment. I, I mean, do they eat bugs and stuff? I, I would love I, to see a drag survivor. For, first of all, that's homophobia. The, the, the homophobia that you just put out there <laughs> in like one awful sense. Why? See, this is the thing. This is how I don't want drag normally. Do not put me in a competition <laughs> where I'm going to be an ugly person and expect drag. Now, <laughs> I would like that if they don't have to do drag. If it's like literally Rue girls out in the fucking <laughs> desert island, <laughs> like like they can be boys like, fuck or however they identify as fuck, but they are doing the survivor shit. Can we like, please I would get pheromone on Survivor? Listen, I think it'd mm-hmm. be the first time we get to see Mayhem uh, Miller actually be convincing. So you know, it's be interesting to see. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a. Uh, come on, Wow! Get on it! Get the programming we want to see. <laughs> Did you hear they're coming out with their own version of Eurovision, like drag singing, the Queen of the Universe? Yeah. Like with their own voices. Um, and there's and Drag Race so. Australia, Mexico, <laughs> and Spain coming. It's great. Um, it's it's drag is just being ultra normalized now. Great. Yes, we, mm-hmm. we have officially handed uh, it over to straights, which uh, I don't think is great. Let's move on. Um, who's next? You. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> we can't, we, Diana, we can't give him the easy question anymore. No, this is what happens. Can't. He just slacks. We give him an easier show, and this is what happens. Oh my God. Do you know uh, that I'm amazing? Because I do. Uh, this is Shelly. And Shelly says, UK love from a US transplant. Honestly, I didn't know if I would keep listening after you stopped reviewing Drag Race. But I still think the show is delightful, more so even. Tony hates music, but I'm wondering if what all, I, but I'm wondering what you all are listening to right now. Thanks for the great pod that I can listen to at any time of the day. Tito, you're a fan of music. What are you listening to right now? Um, Jesse Ware, Kylie Minogue, Chloe and Halle. Does Kylie have something new or are you talking about the disco <gasps> album? Because I'm Girl. standing the disco album. The disco album. Oh my God. No, I listened to Listen, that is one of the things that like the disco album and Chromatica are like still. Oh, obviously so, Chromatica, but I felt like that would be an obvious choice for me. So I, <laughs> some people don't know how obvious it was. You got to share it with us. 
Yeah. We've been. Oh, asked how this- do you feel about the dogs? How do you feel about the dogs? Were you were you on pins and needles about the dogs? You know. I I I I, I do have to admit, I it my heart sunk. I I I am a recent six month father of a dog now. Out of new parents. Yeah, emotional. You're it, hormonal. It really hit. <laughs> it really hit me. I was like, I spent a couple hours of that day, like really thinking about it. I'm like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. It makes you. It makes you think. Uh, Maxwell, you were saying that we've been asked this question before. Yes, I think that people are interested because uh, in, in checking in uh, to see what people are listening to. What are you listening but- to? No, I was going to say, I hate that we keep getting asked this question because nobody's released anything new. Like what you're literally talking about an album that came out in May and you were like, did Kylie release something new? No, we're still talking about disco that came out in November. Like I, flawless I'm, album though. Flawless I, album though. Flawless sure. Album. Yeah, sure. I want to be at a club with my tits out dancing to it. Like I'm taught, I want, I need, I'm like, the music thing is really giving me like a headache. I'm like so mm-hmm. upset that nobody's releasing new music. Yeah, I mean, it's because of this pandemic. I'm sure that they're I'm, waiting, trying to wait till everybody's vaccinated so they can make money off shows. Yeah, no, they're not going to make money off of album. Nobody makes money off of albums anymore. So I it's mean, not like justice for Chromatica. Like, I mean, like, let's get another pop diva to give us a like a remix of their album. Like they just keep re-releasing the same album they started at the beginning of the pandemic. I'm over it. Well, and because like we don't go anywhere and I don't get to see my friends, like I'm still stuck in everything that came out in the end of 2019. I'm still very bitter that I'm not getting a Harry Styles, Jenny Lewis tour. I mean, right. I will never stop being upset about that. Also, that is so funny because I thought Tony was frozen or like was literally just sitting there being his sassy self, like listening (laughs) to me be a bitch, but he was frozen. So um, that's really iconic. That's why you were Uh, able to talk uninterrupted for so long. (laughs) um, That that Harry Styles album is also like Bible for me. So I know I never get sick of it. I never get sick of it. Mm. I mean, and I was men- not a One Direction person. It was just oh, it, solo is everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the album. I mean, the music thing is so sad. There's nobody releasing anything right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I look Megan the Stallion's album was fine. Like that was like the last good album. I feel like I was like, woohoo! But, but we couldn't go out and enjoy it. You know, I, I know I got to like sit in my car, drive edibles around and like bang yeah. to that. Like, who cares? Like that was, I mean, so yeah, listeners, we are, we need new music. So stop asking us what we're listening to. I'm pressed. <laughs> like literally sends me in a spiral. Um, so Tony texted our group chat and told me that I should just wrap things up if he's not back. So Tito, tell us what is going on. Thank you again for coming by. Yeah, this was so really an iconic visit to see your bald headed self. Um, so please tell us where we can find you on the Instagrams and tell us, remind us again where we could see the drag queen of the year pageant contest pageant show. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. I haven't gotten a chance. To, I've gotten a chance to meet you, but I haven't gotten a chance to see Max and Tony for a long time. So it's been great to see y'all. Um, drag queen of the year is happening this Sunday. I believe it's at 2 p.m. Don't quote me on that. But it it's is because definitely... I just bought my tickets while we were talking. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna buy mine too. Once we're, once we're done, I'm going to buy mine too. Yeah. 
Yay. Um, it's going to all be happening then at 2 p.m. PST um, on Sessions Live. If um, you should just, if you want to check it out, go on my Instagram at tito.so.to, Tito Soto. Um, and that you'll there you'll be able to find the link and buy your ticket and come cheer me on. I'm also selling shirts now because pageants are expensive as fuck. Uh-huh. And we're also in the middle of a pandemic. So um yeah, if you want to can we get those? You can get those by Venmoing me at Tito Soto Drag. <laughs> we love. <laughs> they're love $30. It. They're $30 each and they glow in the dark and they're really, Ooh. really fucking cute. Ooh, that's so exciting. Well, we will all be rooting you on from our couches going like, yay, all of you and Thank all you. of our other friends. It's going to be quite an iconic show. Diana, what is going um, on? You can find me at Diana D Triple E Luna. Um, and hopefully we'll be covering Survivor soon. And uh, oh, and a new monthly moon will be coming out. Not they'll come out next week. Ooh, yeah. Yay. And then Triple E Luna on Instagram. I'm Max Wasposito on Instagram. Um, you can find me on Twitter. Talk to me about my edibles, me underscore LGBTina. Um, yeah, that's all I have going on. And then um, this would be the part where Tony would tell us what he's going on, got going on. But um, I don't know. We all know. Tony yeah. is that at the Tony Soto show on everything. Specifically Venmo. It sounds like <laughs> he needs a new wireless router. So send him some coins. We would love that for production value ourselves. So um, I guess until next time, you guys. Bye. Um, bye. bye. bye.